Shmuel involved in the Kuzari description of the Tzaddik, of the Chassid. We saw last time the Hakar that a person has of appreciation for everything Hashem does, and why that brings him to look for ways to thank Hashem. We spoke about the idea of the mere brachas. As the, the, the expression of the Hakar Now the next thing he's going to say is something which really he said before. In a different context, but we see that uh, this is something that Rabbi Alevi comes back to a number of times in the Sefer. We see that by him, this is uh, obviously therefore something which he considered to be a major, major uh, principle in the way of Hashem And he says, in this print, behold, in the middle, he says, the Ava and the Yira, which a person is meant to have, may end suffer without a doubt, Nikhnasis Fanefesh, Im Elahayanit. They have to be part of the mindset and part of the worldview, feelings of a Tzadik. But, different Gersas now, Umashuarim Bashir Tari. But they have to be balanced the way the Torah wants to balance it. Now, which means, the emotion of Ava and the emotion of Yira are Lechaira uh, incompatible with each other. They're two diametrically different emotions. Ava is a sense of terrible, a sense of closeness. Yira is a sense of distance, a sense of a person who's rules. And uh, if the Torah is Mishavi both, Ava and Yira, so then, the understanding is that a person is mukhiyev to do both. Now, but how do you do that? How do you, so to speak, reconcile such seemingly very different uh, feelings at the same time? So there's more than one approach in the Rishonim uh, how to do that. For example, just as I have contrast, the Rambam, in mentioned this before, in Sariyatayra. The beginning of prayer place. So the Rambam explains what's Ava in Europe in the context of how do you simultaneously have Ava in Europe. They have the same thought process and the same uh, journey will bring a person to both simultaneously. The Rambam understood that the, the feeling of Ava in Europe are not necessarily contradictory emotions, but more accurately, the feeling of Ava in Europe are complementary emotions. That's the Ramashita. The Kuzari, what he's going to explain is that these two feelings, Ava and Yira, creates balance. Which means either one to an extreme would be a problem, and therefore the fact that they're both together creates a balance between them. Now, really, this is something which Chazal say in their words. I'll first read the Chazal, and then we'll see what the Kuzari says at the Master. Chazal say, Avoid me Ava, avoid me Yira. It's a Sifri, as far as we have in Avoid me Ava, avoid me Yira. Avoid me Ava, you need to. Uh, to, to incorporate an Ava into one's Avodah Hashem because the person who is working out of Ava doesn't, uh, so to speak, re- re- no, reject or rebel. And on the other side, avoid Mira. As a person is working out of Mira to get to the stage where he's going to crack and just, okay, I'm, I'm to rebel. So you need the element of Ava 
the person, because the person who's working from avil, from commitment, from his ratzon, doesn't rebel. On the other hand, uh, you need nidira, avoid nidira, because she'ena yari mois, which means if a person's working from avil, so there's sometimes where he feels the commitment and he feels uh, inspired, and sometimes he doesn't feel inspired. And the only factor involved in that in Zavoda was where how he feels at the time. So when he's having a bad day or he's not in the mood, he's not interested. And that's why we need the element of Yerasa. Because a person feels he has to, so then he's not, he won't decide, well, I'm not in the mood, I'm not going to do it. In other words, Hazals understand that I have a year balance each other. Are we talking about simultaneously or, or somehow? There has to be both elements in a person's Zavoda. And because they, they each work as a balance, and if you're not having Ayra, then the Yira will act as a safety net. Let's say there's a time for Ayra and time for Yira. Right. So they're, they're each factors which can complement each other. And not saying the Chilich the Rambam. The Rambam says more than that. The Rambam says that they're working simultaneously, which is a different explanation. He's saying we need both because the each salt serves to, so to speak, address this problem which other one might have. Now, in the Rosh of the Kazari, so he says that they need a shear of Torah, the shear of the Torah to balance Ava and Yira. Why? So he makes it practical. That the Simcha of Shabbos and Yantav shouldn't bring if uh, the extreme of an Ava experience, let's say Simcha Yantav, whatever it would be, could bring a person to Shoi, Taiba, Matara, which is the excess of what happens when a person is, let's say, overly invested in just an hour or enjoying himself. And, what he might not be able to isn't correct? It's interesting, he throws it in Nasa, and that is, he's going to, he's going to not have, he's going to miss Tavani. And, uh, it's not the Khazari Samitza, it's coming from a Khazal also. We say in Shamas Mincha, I need philosophy to Hashem Israel. And Dhamma Hashem should be in Israel. Why? Omar Dhabi Fiyakadish Parahu. The Nayak Shabaila. That the people are Eichel Bashaisiv Sameh and they party. And then they forget about anything else. That uh, they spend the rest of the day a wild away partying. And uh, that's the matter of people in that frame of mind. Or they get drunk. It says that for me, uh, even though I've just been eating and drinking and fe- being festive, the Maisa, I can stop and come back and daven again. That's what I mean. After the person had a sit of Shabbos, whatever it is, and now they could say, well, I could have spent the day in the festivities and whatever it is, I managed to, to, to stop that, and now I'm back and I'm again. And therefore, I need to ask the Chayash and Mishra. That's what Dr. Shabbos Shabbos Mishra. I always wonder why he didn't say Bayam to Mishra, because the Chayash is equally appropriate here. But it's all I'm talking for Shabbos. The same feeling should have gone to both. Maybe anyway. it was Yom you could have Kula Shabbos. Goyim also have some kind of service, but first we do that, and now when we go to eat, that's it, that's the end of the day, we, we, we spend the day partying. The idea is we can come back from the matzo, eating and drinking, back to daven again, ah, that's an answer. Okay, so whatever the case may be, there's such a feeling, as he says also, if a person would give himself to unabandoned frivolity and Travis and Yantav, so besides the fact that's going to bring to Soik and to Batala and to everything else, it also going to be the Iman and he's going to not daven, because the effects of being in the conscious rose frame of mind, which excess happiness can cause, or the after effects of drinking too much, would affect all these things. And therefore, I by itself 
isn't uh, isn't uh, something which can be used by itself. And what he's implying is what forces a person to check the unrestrained uh, partying celebration is the era. And setting the other way around, Yira could bring a person to Yush. In other words, the person is so afraid of the punishment for what he's done wrong, or so afraid of the implication of what Din Shemayim might mean, so then he gives up. What to do? I'm the last case. And having learned about how terrible the Oydish is and what a tremendous Abayra I've done, so then he gives him What can I do? And that's also not good. Because Vishar Dei Kol Yamov, He's going to remain anxious, worried his whole life. And what's the problem with that? If the person is depressed his whole life, he's going to be over. Or when Hashem was mitzvah, has to be besimcha. And the person is in a matzav of yush. The person is in a matzav of anxiety or fear. So then he can't be besimcha. And the problem with that is Hashem was mitzvah, has to be besimcha. Not because it will bring to other events. No, like, he, doesn't, he doesn't go there. Yeah, he doesn't go there. He says because he's not going to be with And where's the chiyuv? It's a tzivui. Come on, shama. It's a machta b'cholatav. It's a nasa l'chol Hashem l'kecha. You have a mitzvah to be happy with all the good Hashem gave you. A person with excessive yira isn't happy. And as I said before, this is the shit of Rabbi Levi. We've seen a few times in the Kazari. It's kind of a different context. And that is, he makes a big avodas Hashem l'simcha. There's a chiyuv. It's a machta b'cholatav. It's a nasa l'chol Hashem l'kecha. A person is a chiyuv. Be grateful for the good Hashem gives him. It's a chiyuv tmidi. A person has to see the good one Hashem gave him. We spoke about the Meibrachas last week. But then Rabbi Yudalevi, you don't just use the Yisoid. When he, when, previously, when he's speaking about the three Yisoidists that Jesus Christ rests on, he says the three Yisoidists that Jesus Christ rests on are Ava, Yira, and Simcha. Ava, and Simcha. The fact that a person is happy and the fact that a person is grateful is a, one of the primary tenets, the primary ikrim of our Vedas Hashem. And you need to balance them because here is the Maya Simcha. And therefore, that's a reason not to not to be excessively involved in Europe because a person can't feel the Simcha is going to kill. And as a result of that, if a person doesn't feel happy, what's going to happen is the Maya Simcha. He's not going to thank Hashem enough for the Torah that He did for us. When a person's happy, then he's grateful. When a person's not happy, he's not grateful. And then he gets the punishment because the person says that if a person doesn't serve Hashem Simcha, that's the reason to serve your enemies. Now, let's, let's digress for a moment to talk about this point. Point. The reason why the Rambam wants to combine to and say that they come simultaneously because he's talking about Yerusha most, whereas Khazari is talking about Yerusha clearly. He says Yerusha is going to make a person not uh, not expect, not, not think it's possible to get Kafar and Slecha. He's talking about the year that he definitely thinks he's going to get punished. But now this is an important point because that's, uh, if I'm going to say it in a strong, in a strong language, that's a false form code that people have. And that is, they feel that Yerushimai uh, means that I've always got to be in a situation that I'm afraid of being punished. I'm afraid of being punished. And uh, they think that that, that uh, mindset always is something positive. And it doesn't just afraid of being punished. It becomes not just because I've done a certain event. It's just an, an always a feeling that maybe I'm about to be punished. 
and maybe it's true, Baruch Hashem, right now everything is good, but maybe there's something apparently going wrong. How do you know? Hashem can punish, maybe. And that ma- it's, a, it's a way of thinking which prevents the person ever being grateful. Because whatever he's got, the way I'm going to lose it. And whatever Hashem did for me, but maybe that was, uh, an, uh, maybe now I've gotten all my schar for all my medicines, and now I'm going to get an orange. Or to take it to an extreme, when Hashem does good to a person, so he thinks, uh, maybe in the category of the show, we're getting the medicines in this world, I'm just going to get the, I'm going to get a for this later. It's a mindset. And people think it's years, years that they're always thinking, maybe I'm going to get punished, or maybe I'm being paid for my mitzvahs, or maybe uh, because I don't deserve it, I've got it's just a precursor to something worse. And it's it's, it's a falsehood. It's a false way of looking at the world. Like Rabbi Levi says it, 100% accurately. He says, it all does is it prevents a person ever thanking Hashem. Because a person is always in the mindset that I'm about to be punished. Or if Hashem does something good for me, it's because it's uh, taking away my sin, or whatever it's going to be. So it's a Yetzirah which a person gets stuck in that prevents him ever being grateful to Hashem. If you want to get to this extreme, that's what Tayyishwal said, and you think, how in the world could they say that? Hashem showed his love at the Gaza Mitzrayim. How can they say that Hashem was son? And like Rashi says that, didn't, why, why did Hashem say that? Because, what you were thinking about Hashem, you started projecting how he's thinking to you. Why did Hashem hate Hashem? Why did Hashem hate Hashem? Why would they say we hate Hashem and therefore they think Hashem hates us? The oymek of the of the psychology of the middle being involved here is this side. If a person is always looking to what Hashem does as he's about to punish me, he's always looking at Hashem as the oynish, as the punisher, as the vengeful judge, then he's in a matter of seeing Hashem as a sinner. Hashem is about to punish. And then yes, of course Hashem did good things, but it was taken away my source Yes, of course Hashem did good things, but that was just so that later on something will go wrong, whatever the case might be. That's seen as Hashem or Sinai. If a person sees Hashem as the Sinai, who is always about to punish him, and it makes him feel that whatever good Hashem does, it's just a ki'il, or it's a trap, or it's an isayin, or it's something which is going to be a precursor to something wrong. And yes, a person can come out with a distorted perception that Hashem is, Hashem is out to get him. It's a, it's a scary thing how far it can go, but it's true. It's a big mistake. And that's what Rabbi Levi says so many times. A person should look to see Hashem wants to do good to him. And Hashem wants to help him. And Hashem wants to Hashem wants to him to be happy. And Hashem wants him to a person to approach Hashem out of gratitude for the Tayyab Hashem did. And therefore a person should train himself to notice the Tayyab Hashem did and say, Thank you, Hashem. You're trying to be good to me. Thank you, Hashem. You're giving this to me because you love me. Thank you, Hashem. You want me to be happy. And that's why you're giving me so much time in it. And other other, that doesn't mean that it's therefore I'm about to be punished. Why should I be punished? That means Hashem wants to do good. Tov Hashem Rakol, and that includes me. And if Hashem has been good to me in my life, and I appreciate that, so other other, I can expect Hashem to do more good. However, the starting point is Hashem loves us. Not that He hates us. Hashem loves us. And therefore, the natural default position is Hashem does want to do good to us. And if He is doing good to us, then we should assume the Pashlis. Hashem wants to. Hashem wants to do good, and Hashem wants to be kind, and Hashem wants us to be happy, and therefore we should respond with all of that. And it's a false Yerushimayim that a person thinks that this is also setting me up for an Oynish, or this is all taking away my sources. I'll tell you the story, I think I've told you before. Is it a false comfort to have that? Let's explain. I don't say a person should never feel Yerushimayim. 
why does this tendency feel yer? And a person should feel yer not just once a year, always. But yer should never make a person look at what Hashem is doing to him as everything's a punishment. Yer is, I'm scared I'm going to be punished for my various. You're talking about yer is so And then I want to achieve my various. But to try and translate everything Hashem is doing into his own is always wrong. Now, if a person is was punished, okay, that's something else. I see I was punished, I did so We don't look to find... We don't... Kodonti is the other way around. Yaakov was facing a tzara, he was facing Esau. And he turned to Hashem and said, Hashem, I don't deserve to overcome Esau. Kodonti mukara chasolim, all the chasolim you've done for me, I don't deserve to ask you for more. But I still am asking you for more. Not from a point of deserving, from a point of not deserving. And that's okay. If a person's facing a tzara, so of course you meant to doubt and the person is going to dive and say, Hashem, I'm such a big tzaddik, please help me. Exactly the opposite. Hashem, I don't deserve it, but please help me. That doesn't mean that I look at the toivus Hashem did for me as ke'ilu that they're punishments. Um, I'll show you a story. I don't know if I've told you that before. Which Mamish brought this lesson up to me. When I was a vach in Kultaira, so there was an old tzaddik who used to live in Bait Vagan. His name was Ragadalia Eisman. If you've heard of him, Ragadalia Eisman, was the unofficial mashkiach in the Baruch Perez Yishev in Kamesh before the war. They didn't officially have a mashkiach, but he used to give Adim to the Bachel. He came to Israel, and Shlomo Zalman Arbach asked him to be the mashkiach in Kultaira, which he was for, I think, 30, 40 years. And then he decided that the doors on the road to listen to him, he decided to stop. Stop talking. And the mole, the Bachel used to go up to him. He used to dab, he used to him to wait and talk to Mother Dabney. He would, he would answer questions. So I remember one time before Shoshana. So it's not Shoshana, it's not Shoshana. So it's after Marib and Shoshana, so he was sitting at this table, he was having his table. So I came and talked to him. So he was saying, Dad, it's an old man. It's like, yeah, can I watch please sit down? Because I'm really hurt. So I was sitting across the table from him. So I asked him, I said, I know that there's an hugger that it says that a person who is... Not Zaycha Dairam Abad says that Hashem is Mishanim, the sign of Alpana Blavide. That Hashem pays back his enemies in this world for the mitzvahs that he can destroy them by the Abba. So I said, Haran, I'm not in that category. Maybe Hashem does good to me, Haran. Maybe it's paying back for mitzvahs. Exactly this question. And I'm going to play the whole lockdown, because, like I said, Ragdali was in his mid 90s or maybe late 90s at the time. And from his sitting position across the table, he jumped and he grabbed me by my shirt and he said, Sign up! Sign up! He said, How can the Ventura think is Hashem signing? The Pazak says Hashem pays back his enemies. Sign up! A Ventura could be Hashem signing? He didn't say anything else. It's 100% true. You know, as B'nai Torah, as people who do what Hashem wants, as the Yidin who keep in Torah mitzvahs, you can't have, entertain the Havimina of Hashem Sayyidah. Sayyidah Hashem is somebody who's apt to do a very specific behavior, who's stopping other people serving Hashem. All the categories of the Kaifu. The person who's doing the acts and rushes, we all make mistakes. We don't do as well as we should do. Sayyidah! How can you think such a thing? And therefore, if Hashem does good to us, it's not because He's paying back our mitzvahs in this world. We're not Sayyidah. If Hashem does good to us, it's because Hashem is doing good. And we meant to express appreciation how Kaddish Baruch we did this to be good to me. Thank you for being good to me. It's, a, it's an important point which I'll say for myself then, and a lot of people who have spoken to since have that feeling some, in some way that if they see where Hashem dies for them with a certain apprehension and not with appreciation. 
I, and as I said, I can get to the stage where Hashem can take you out of Mitzrayim, and the person will say, send us Hashem with son. Hashem can take a person out of Mitzrayim with the biggest nisim in the world. And the person will still look at it and say, this is the sin of Hashem. It's a tremendous, uh, it's a tremendous lesson. I'll go upon it. So he says, therefore, the problem with Yira is that it will stop a person being appreciating Hashem. The, pro- the problem with Yira is it will stop a person feeling Simcha, and when he's not for Simcha, and he's not over Hashem Simcha, then that's already a reason to be punished. That's uh, the second example. Now, next point. So we spoke about the balance between Arab and Yira. It would be probably more accurate to say the balance between Simcha and Yira. Because when we spoke about what's caused by an excess of uh, merriment and revelry, or whatever it is, that's really Simcha. But if, if a person is too much for Simcha, then he's going to come to Sveik and Kalus Roish and Batala and everything else. That's an excess of Simcha. So he talks about the two as being the one against the other. Let's give the best example of this. And uh, let's talk about Rosh Hashanah. Mitzayi Echad Rosh Hashanah is the day where year is, is required. If there's any day in the year when a person is meant to feel year, it'll be Rosh Hashanah. It makes sense. Uh, that's the day we have every day. Mitzayi Hashani, when we have the famous story in the Navi of, in Ezra, that Ezra gathers all the people in Rosh Hashanah. When he came up from Bob. So the people already living in Rosh Hashanah came before him. And he gives them a list of all the various they were doing, which were pretty serious. They had married Goyim, and they were working on Shabbos, and they were keeping a lot of other halachas as well. And he gives them a very strong muslim. He's remembered Rosh Hashanah. And it says the entire nation started to cry. And everyone started to cry. I don't know what's going to be. Yeah, but then we look at all the things that are just telling us we're doing wrong. And then the Pasuk says, that Ezra stops them. And he says, no. Okay. He says, uh, is, is the passage which I'm going to read down a few places. They all take also. Go eat and drink and don't be unhappy. Why? What's going to, your, what's your, your strong point, your protection, is your happiness with Hashem. So, how does that make sense? It's Rosh Hashanah. And you want people to do Chodah. You enter the year of Shemayim, and you brought them to that. You brought everybody to tears. So you just think, oh, wow, which Mashkirah wouldn't wish you could do that in his Rosh Hashanah? You the whole table to start crying. But on the Tzara Shani, stop. I'll tell you also. How do you reconcile the two things? And the answer is exactly what the Gazar is saying. There's a goal to each one. There's a goal to each one. There's a makam for you. And there's a makam therefore to feel harat. And there's a makam to feel uh, that the person uh, feels guilty about what he's done. And he's worried about being punished. And that will inspire him to chill. But, to, to take him to too much of an extreme, it's going to either interfere with the person's ability to chill because he'll be yash. Or, or, that will interfere with the simcha he's meant to feel. And, there is a simcha a person meant to feel in Shoshana. Ched the Hatzal Rosh Hashanah is a certain simcha. I'm not explaining Rosh Hashanah now, but I'll just be miraculous to you. That Chazal say this. Chazal say that Benog Shabbaylam, that a person who's only Bedin, is lavish Shkhairim, or Misatim Shkhairim, he doesn't eat and he doesn't drink. And Kay Yisrael, Nikhaz Rosh Hashanah, Misatim Levanim, and Lavishim Levanim, we wear a yant of clothing and we eat and we drink, and that's our Hatzal. 
which means there's an element of Shoshana of Simcha. And other of Dafka being able to mishalev, to involve the Simcha in Rosh Hashanah is important. We fast and also to fast Rosh Hashanah. There has to be the element of Simcha in Rosh Hashanah too. There has to be the bands. There has to be the year. There has to be the Simcha. And if it's going to be just the Simcha, which will destroy, just the year, which will destroy the Simcha, then that's not the right way to be Nechaz and Rosh Hashanah. Again, you have to explain what the Simcha Rosh Hashanah is unique, what, what's the special Simcha there, but the, this, the principle is true. There has to be a balance of both. And that's, uh, that's just an extreme example, but that's what he always says. That the uh, the the, the, the Tzadik, has to be able to balance both of these concepts. Unrestrained Simcha is going to bring him to Batala, or Avera. Unrestrained Yira is going to bring him to Yush. But more than that, unrestrained Simcha is going to be the Yira. Unrestrained Yira is going to be the Simcha. And seeing as a person needs both, he has to work to make sure that both of these middles are active with him the whole time. So, medicine tomorrow we'll see that the further examples he gives us this kind of balance that the Chassid has to have with the person, which is Nagayat Tzayamuna, he spoke about the, the balance between how we approach Hashem and how we be'ik meant to approach Hashem, Simcha. And uh, if the year is going to interfere with that Simcha or that Hakar Satov, so then it's an, an inappropriate uh, expression of you.